TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Ho, 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 and welcome to 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. Damien Christoph's favourite Christmas carol is playing. Uh, my name is Marcus Pierce, but I have the great pleasure of introducing Santa's number one helper, uh, Dr. Damien Christoph. He is the most Christmassy wellness expert you will ever meet. Bing Crosby would be the second. The Christmas will be green and bright. The sun to shine by day and all the stars Hello at night. to our friends. Peasy, at- peasy, peasy. <laughs> what a nice way to introduce 100 Not Out this week. I love it. I love it. I love it. We're going to get, you know, we're going to get sued now for playing Bing on our podcast. No, we won't. They'll yeah, love it. Bing's going to rise Christmas, from the ashes. Peasy. Merry Christmas, Damo. Yeah. Has anybody ever seen Marcus Pierce get thrown like I just screamed just then? I interrupted his flow. But I'll tell you what, it's the hap, hap, happiest time of the year and I just I love Christmas and everybody knows that I do. I just love it. I love this episode. I love that we get to do this and this is for the ninth time we get to do this episode. Oh, it is so, one of our favourites. It's a yeah. festive time of the year and we like yeah. to talk about yes. Damo's menu. We like to talk about the upcoming awkward family scenarios that might be in place, not just for us but for others and we like to talk about uh, the spirit of Christmas, the shallow parts, but also the deep and meaningful parts. We just mm-hmm. love this love time it. of the year. So, Damo, before we kick off uh, the menu, what have you got planned? What is uh, Damo, Jacko, and Jim Jam Amber doing on <laughs> Christmas Day? Jim Jam Amber, Jamba, Jambo, Jamba Amber. We, uh, well, on Boxing, on, Boxing, on uh, Christmas Eve, we are going to be uh, heading down to Red Hill. For Amber's mum's Christmas um, dinner, uh, and so we'll have Christian and the kids, and so that'll be really nice. It'll be a nice little Christmas evening thing. It'll be nice. And then on Christmas Day, we go to Furniture Gully and catch up with my brother and my and my mum, and uh, have a nice little Christmas thing there, which will be absolutely fantastic. So I'm um, I'm you know I'm going to be as happy as a pig in poo as uh, as I am every single year, and just get to spend some time with family and. Eat some food and drink some eggnog, and um, you know, have some mince tarts or mince pies. Oh, just everything's going to be great. It's just going to be great. I can't wait. I don't want to threaten the duration of this episode, um, but I'm concerned <laughs> this might be short because does that Why? mean that you don't have any cooking duties? On Christmas Day, I mean, normally you're telling us about your eight course degustation. What's happened? Is it no no cooking requirements this year? Well, so there will be some kind of cooking requirement. I'm sure of it. Like I will be, I will be um, most certainly cooking something, but I don't know what it's going to be. And I will definitely be taking something to both places. Um, but it could just be really light on for me this year, and I might just be able to enjoy the spoils. But when I cast my mind back, Pierce, and this is where I want to take today, and I didn't yeah. share this with you. Okay, surprise But me. I was asked the other day on radio, they said, Damo, I said, yes. They said, give us some Christmas 
inspo tell us what you reckon we should do how do we stay healthy through christmas so my heart sunk a little bit because i thought to myself (laughs) (laughs) i think i know where this is going (laughs) well i just thought to myself isn't it time well, it's been such an intense couple of years, you know, an intense couple of years. We've all been punishing ourselves because we're not exercising as much. We're going, oh, I've got some COVID kilos on. Why do we have to pick Christmas to be a day to be healthy? <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on this one. Do this... you know what I mean? Oh, look, one of you our – yeah, yeah. We go to Ikaria. Yeah. If we go to Sardinia, if we yeah. rock on down, go next door to Okinawa, if yeah. we happen to walk down the street, cross the road, and bump into, I don't know, Loma Linda, yeah. like, we are not going to be saying, are you having kale smoothies in the corner on Christmas Day? That's not what's happening. And and so I have encouraged people when I'm on the radio, and today I'm encouraging people to enjoy the connection that Christmas brings mm. because you could quite easily get stressed. You could quite easily have heated conversations. You could quite easily go dreading the company that you might face on Christmas Day. But what I'm going to do is challenge you to find the blessing and have great conversations and enjoy the people on Christmas Day because that's what it's all about, coming together. Mm. And you're far more likely to come together and connect uh, when there's great food around. And I think yes. kale smoothies, as great as they are, um, haven't had one in a while, I must admit, but as great as they are, um, it's a lot harder to connect and have a great conversation with someone over a kale smoothie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot easier to connect. And it, it, I'm sure some people would say it's all just conditioning is what we've grown up with. And, of course, we've got listeners from different cultures and different belief systems that won't do Christmas like you and I will do Christmas. But put yes. all of that to one side. When you yep. put a great meal that someone has prepared with love on the table, it yep. stimulates a level of conversation um, that a McDonald's happy meal cannot stimulate. And that no. arguably a kale smoothie cannot stimulate. When there's True. love and sweat that's been put into a meal, it just brings so <laughs> much the, joy. Not into the meal, but like well, no, been, but you know, know we've uh, yeah, 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 totally. Um, yes. One of our great chiropractic friends and colleagues, Olivia Gleason, um, oh, over Olivia, there in the Wild West, uh, she I said to, to Mia, her, ne- her niece yesterday. Oh, shout nice. out to Mia. Yeah. Good on you, Mia. Um, yeah. We probably mention this every year, but I remember Liv Gleeson once said, and, and she's one of us, she would be loving Christmas Day for the food and the drink and the social and the everything. She said, you know what? It's not so much what you do between Christmas Day and New Year that matters. It's what you do between New Year's and Christmas Day. And I love that as a great philosophical shift. It's like if you mm-hmm. want to put it another way, make Christmas to New Year's a write-off and then be <laughs> yes. absolutely fantastic yeah. Yeah. New Year's Day to Christmas, which is mm-hmm. 360 days of the year. Yes. And leave the other five to just chill, relax, have a little bit more food, go for seconds, have some ice cream. Put What do you put on your lemon curd? Um, you'll be making lemon curd on Christmas morning. I've got no doubt about it. You've got a little Christmas addition that you like to add on December 25, don't you, to the lemon curd, like cranberry or something? No, I usually put honeycomb. Honeycomb. On curd. Yeah, I put a honeycomb on the lemon curd that sits on top of the bircher that I've made. So that that actually could be what I bring to the table mm. is a bircher muesli um, on Christmas morning. Um, 
Yeah, I might do a bird chart. That is a nice idea. Thank you. Pull out the Thermomix. That's the most expensive rice cooker I've ever bought, I've got to tell you. Thanks, Thermomix. Uh, <laughs> I might pull out the Thermomix and make some lemon curd. That will be great. But um, that's that's a great idea. But the, in previous years, I have made a bird chain. We've served that up, and that's you know, and I've put a honeycomb on that. But you can trick up a bird chart. Mm. and make it absolutely delicious you know you can put some really nice yummy things on there so yeah i might i might do that sort of thing um but um i agree with you and i agree with live and i love that but if we if we go back like if we pete's gone you should set up a cereal business Dave. thanks pete (laughs) (laughs) i might i should i needed that inspiration 11 years ago thanks mate (laughs) me too wendy i love my thermomix uh so uh, i if we go back nine years ago I would have said, make sure you start your breakfast off, you know, start the diet really well and drink lots of water and, you know, all those sorts of things because I had my demo super healthy, you know, because that's what I thought you had to do to live a long time was to eat good food, right? Remember we used to speak about this, piece mm-hmm. And um, But these days for me that connection piece I think adds years to your life rather than actually, um, you know, Just anything else, you know. Yeah, yeah. and so – you you want to have a lot of fun, have a lot of jokes, um, bad jokes. Make sure you laugh at them. You know, don't be so serious that you don't laugh at a bad joke. Got Seriously. a joke for you. Go on. Here we go. This will be good. Horse walks into a bar. <laughs> Barman says, why the long face? Yeah. Heard this one. Yeah. Have you got an extension or something? Ye olde horse walks into ye olde bar and ye olde, ye olde barman says, Aren't you the horse from the previous joke? <laughs> and, the, and the horse says, nay. <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, hold on to that one for December 25. You don't Please. need a bonbon. You're just a walking, talking, living bonbon. <laughs> Shout out to my brother Trog for that one. And uh, so, Trog, you know, of course, famous for taking all of the carrot juice experiments that Damo outlined about three or four episodes ago. Olive oil, lemon juice, uh, gallbladder flushes. He did. Trog turned sort of orange stuff. thanks to Damo. Listen to episode <laughs> four hundred and fifty, I think, for the experiments. Uh, that's right. Yeah. Thank you. But um, yeah. So I think laugh at all the jokes. Make sure that they're funny. Tell them two or three times so that people, you know, kind of are forced to laugh. So mm. if it's a bad joke, bring it up again later on. And if it's even worse the second time, try it again for the third time because that's the sort of stuff that people remember and it's the laughter. Um, yeah. So we'll play some games. It's highly likely if we've got peas on our plate, we'll probably throw them at each other. It'll just be <laughs> um, one of those Christmases for the ages, I think, we're shaping up for this year. There's some beautiful messages coming in on the uh, old Facebook Live. Uh, Vicky Stanford says, hi, guys. Blessed and happy Christmas to all and to you, Vicky. Thanks for yes, all Vicky, of your support you. this year. Wendy Adams, she's yeah. looking forward to a large Christmas lunch with all of my family, eating and drinking too much. Good on you, Wendy. And we know you've yes. been through the ringer the last year or two, and it's been so nice to have you here regularly, and we wish you an incredibly healthy 2022 and beyond. Yeah. Vincent. Kamasa, hi guys, nice to see your smiling faces. Best wishes for Christmas and New Year. That's very kind of you, Vincent. Yeah, uh, that Thanks is for joining us live too, mate. And you have a great year. And here's an interesting um, comment, and I love some of being so happy to share this. I'm actually allowed to celebrate Christmas again. Prior Jehovah's Witness, I'm free now. So that would be yeah. a great um, 
transformational time, wouldn't it? Where and it's almost like where your beliefs change. Like you said earlier, Damo, we were probably both sipping on a green juice on Christmas Day nine years ago, and we might follow that up with a. Well, it would be an intermittent fasting on um, December 25. We didn't eat. Uh, we definitely <laughs> didn't overbake it on Christmas Eve. Yeah. We stopped eating at 7 o'clock and we dared not let anything uh, pass our lips until 8 or 9 o'clock the next morning. We were doing a 13, 11 uh, intermittent <laughs> fasting back then. Um, <laughs> and, it doesn't even up. It doesn't even up. But yeah, it does. It does. 24. 20, what do you mean? 13, 11. 13, 11. Yeah. I thirteen seven. Sorry. Where'd yeah. you go? I, I can't. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm a chiropractor, not a accountant. Um, <laughs> Heidi says Merry Christmas. That's a really nice picture too, Heidi. By the way, um, but I could tell you, um, I could tell you something that I think is really important to, you know, kind of consider, and it goes back to what Summer said. You know, um, Summer's, you know, back her comment up with, yeah, my life has definitely changed for the better, and and I love that, and. And I think it's okay to change your philosophy. And mm. I think it's okay. Oh, oh man, to hallelujah, brother! Your it's okay to change. Um, and some people stick, you know, stick to their guns. You know, due to you know, um, I don't know if it's resi- it's not even maybe it's not resistance to change, but maybe they just put it down to resistance to change. Uh, whether it's stubbornness or whether it's being dogmatic, uh, whatever it is, or maybe it's that they just um, can't tell people that they've now seen things through a different lens. Um, but there's there's a whole lot of greatness um, and ease that comes from that shift and change and the ability to move on. Um, I think that's a really great thing. So um, yeah. I think that's great, Summer. Good on you. And um, – and I think, Damo, and, and, that comes up on Christmas Day when you spend your time with people that have different philosophies. Yeah. And that's what I do, I really love about Christmas is, yeah. and it was, you were talking about it earlier just with, uh, we were talking about food and connection. And I was just writing down, I don't know, I think you were saying how, like, you've learned, well, I think we've both learned, and hopefully a lot of our listeners have learned, just that connection is such a great nutrient for great health. Um, and it doesn't always have to be with like minded people. Often at Christmas time, we're sitting around the table with, not like-minded people, but that doesn't mean they're bad human beings and aren't worthy of our respect and attention and um, generosity of spirit and and listening and and the rest. And I think if our listeners and viewers um, know that they'll be spending Christmas Day um, with people that see the world differently, like embrace it, encourage it. And and if there's people that have, like you said, Damo, shifted their philosophies over the year or the two years or in anything, Gosh, that'd be a great episode. All of the things that we used to believe that we now see differently. Like, mm. <laughs> you know, I still remember the night I met Sarah, or the night I met Sarah's family. And um, and for those that don't know, Sarah is a chiropractor by profession. It's largely how I got to know Damo. And I said it was at the Sandringham Hotel. We're having a, uh, a meal together. And um, I was definitely still smoking and drinking and a very um, traditional medical upbringing. And I said, what's so bad about having a Panadol when you've got a headache? Like, yeah. do it all the time type thing. And again, yeah. for those that are like, yeah, well, what is so bad? Well, in, in, the, in the more natural health, um, uh, let's say, philosophy, um, it's not necessarily a, a headache's not necessarily a... Um, uh, because of a lack of Panadol. So I was like, hold on a minute. And I was like, okay, actually, hold on. 
Yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, I definitely don't drink much water. And yes, there could be interference happening in other parts of my body. And it was, it was almost like this philosophy began to shift. And I just said to the cabbie uh, who picked me up from the airport today, we just got talking about health and other things. And I said, I don't think I've had a Panadol for a headache probably ever since I met Sarah. I've had a Panadol for, you know, surgery and other things, a post-surgery and so on. Breaking hips, falling off skateboards. <laughs> um, but... Um, it's interesting how, if we all reflected on our lives, how many beliefs we would have had over the years that that have changed. And I'm so glad you said that, Damo, because I think it's a wonderful thing for yeah philosophies to change over the years. Yeah, I think it's really important. And you can have a guiding set of principles. I think it's really important, like a guiding set of principles. And you know, something's like kind of your foundation. Something's like your roots. This is what I. This is my firm um, belief. But I think also the acknowledgement that other people are going to have different beliefs and a different set of values I think is also really important and that not one is right over the other. And so what I've found in different um, conversations that I've had from a, a religious perspective is that some people feel that it's right or wrong, good or bad. And we go back to that black or white, good or bad, mm. right or wrong you know, kind of thing that you and I often talk about. Um, I feel like um, this Christmas could be an opportunity for us to kind of see a bit more of the color in mm. life, you know, and to kind of, you know, bring that shift and change back. And Vicky says here she's retired slash refired this month, um, enjoying all the little changes like cleaning out my work clothes and email, starting writing a chapter. Um, feels like a transition Christmas. Helen says, I'm not sure how I spent Christmas was going to be working, but due to rulings, things have changed. This uh, ability to be flexible could give us the opportunity to um, find a different um, reason or find a different purpose, find something that's um, more colourful for us to focus on as opposed to COVID or Mm -hmm. as opposed to lockdown rules or whatever it is, you know. So um, like Vicky says, um, great um, opportunity to reinvent ourselves. Now, my dad did jump on before, and I will just shout out happy birthday there uh, to dad. Um, again, so it's a special day. It's a special day. Now, seventy. Um, it's a big day for Larry, mm-hmm. who you call. What What do you call Larry? What's his nickname? Dad. Doesn't <laughs> um, <laughs> have a nickname. He calls me Jack. Yeah, no. No. All right. I call him Larry. Larry. I call him Dad. Dad. Um. Yeah. So, presents. Won't ask you what uh, what Larry's getting for his seventieth, but let's talk Christmas presents because I know. There's people, as we record this and even as people listen to this, that they haven't organized all of their presents. Tell me your present philosophy in in when you are buying for others because this can get a little bit awkward sometimes at Christmas, you know, when Marge buy, when Homer buys Marge the bowling ball, the 10-pin <laughs> bowling ball. Um, yeah. What's your view? That- what's, what's your view and your thought processes? Because I think it's a... It's an interesting time. We live in such a material world. Um, what's your view and how you think about buying for people and, and so on and so forth? This is such a great question. Um, is it bad if I buy Amber some golf balls with DK written on it? <laughs> Inspired <laughs> right. by Homer Simpson, of yeah, course. Yeah, thanks, Tony, <laughs> for your golf balls. Um, so... No, so I always think about what I think somebody might need or want, right? Not necessarily what I would like to buy them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So some people like to gift what they would like to buy somebody, um, whereas I like to gift people something either that they need or something that um, I know that what they would want. 
It's um, a- and so that's kind of my philosophy around that. From a value perspective, I really struggle to stick to a value. Um, oh, you mean are you talking so monetary? Says, you, you mean yeah, like, like some people go, "I oh, only spend fifty bucks," or yeah. "I only spend twenty bucks," yeah. or whatever it is. But I really struggle with that because then I go, "Well, you know, then there's an expectation of a spend, um, so it's going to be up to that." And then, like, let's say for example, I fall short by twenty bucks, do I then go and buy a twenty dollar present? Yeah, to top yeah, up yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know? So yeah. I don't really, I don't do that. Um, so I will, you know, often I'll go over budget. Um, or I'll find exactly what it is that I think that they really would love to get in and, and I'll just, you know, get that. It might be cheaper. It might be more expensive. So I don't like to be guided by the dollar value of the gift. It's mm-hmm. more really, you know, what do we think that they need or want and what, you know, what could they use well? What about you, Percy? What say you, oh, man? I'm, I'm really I'm, – I just love your response. I do feel that the gift of giving is all about – the receiver, the giver, ideally feels feels fabulous for giving uh, something. But it's when you think of someone else, um, I just think it's so important to give something that they would really love, regardless of what you would what what you would have. And sometimes that's hard. I was talking about it with Sarah the other day, like. Um, there was a gift that someone else would like, but we weren't sure whether that was, you know, appropriate. But it was also, it was like, well, hold on, think of this person. Don't think of us. It's not, mm. you know. And and sometimes I I recognize there is a, there needs to be a happy medium where you're really happy giving this person this thing, whatever whatever the gift is. So I can I, I completely understand that. But I just feel that I'm not sure if it's just my own views or not but i just feel that so often it's like in the rush of life people go i I don't have time to eat well and i don't have time to exercise and i don't have time to socialize and i don't have time and i feel like people go i don't have time to really think put the thought into gifts you know they just run around kmart or big w or a shop and they just kind of pull things off and you know and i just kind of um I just feel like when you receive a gift that you feel like someone's really thought about you, it feels exponentially better than than the feeling of like, oh, I was in the run-of-the-mill voucher club or I was in the... It sounds so ridiculous, doesn't it? Um, but I just feel like a lot of us like to be... It's almost like we like to be seen and we like to be recognized for our own unique... Mm. Um, our own uniqueness. And, and gifts are often a... a th- gifts are often a reflection of that. Whether it's... You know, in a career, a neighbor will often take a gift of food or flowers or wine, but it would be unique to that to that person. It's not like the standard gift. So Imagine an Ikari giving someone a voucher. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they'd have a word for voucher in that? Ikari. They wouldn't have a word for it. <laughs> uh, wouldn't go down very well. But yes, yeah. Helen, Helen and I agree with you, mate. Um, but uh, Pete Lennon and I agree with the most. Uh, he says, you've got a gift. You've got the gift. Um, you've got to – I think he's supposed to say you've got to gift the exceptional life. I think you do. Like every single family member uh, needs to get a copy of the exceptional life. Well, I haven't the told anyone that because, again, falling over off the skateboard kind of – I didn't do a lot of uh, everyone get their book. But you know what? As I said to someone, it's like, why aren't you selling – why aren't you telling everyone to buy a book? I'm like, you know what? Next year, it'll be just as important a message. <clears throat> Still, all well, of those podcasts from 100 Not Out are still going to be available when they read the book, whether it's this year, exactly. next year, or 
or beyond. Very true. Well, PC, have an incredible Christmas. Um, are you going to be sharing some food and wine with friends and family? What's the story? Because Sarah's mum and dad are coming down, down to our yeah. house. Yeah. And they live two doors away and we might go up to their house. Um, yeah. And Sarah's brothers Kids who all live around, they're actually going down to Vic. So it'll just be oh. Nana and Pa and it'll be the three-generation lunch, which will be which will be fabulous. And then, and then depending on the weather, we might go and catch up with our friends in South Gold and go for a swim in the nice. afternoon. Just depends nice. on the on, on the day. And... um. Obviously, Whether it's our first 32 Christmas. 32 degrees or 33 32. degrees. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first Christmas in the new family home. So, I think um, having a shout-out to Warren Kavanagh, great wellness couch listener, wellness with Woz, who has made his own calendar following his passions and got photos that he'd taken all around the world and sent me a gift 2022 calendar. And he said, enjoy nice. your first Christmas in your new home. It's always one of the most treasured memory so i'm looking forward to that looking forward to having the family and just keeping it simple but keeping it simply beautiful so uh that's beautiful yes well merry christmas to the pierce family big hugs to everybody and um and uh big love to you and thanks again for a great year pc it's been special next week's episode is going to be our uh predictions for 2022 which is largely your predictions for 2022 because we just we just love them and I don't think you've ever got one wrong. Um, <laughs> we might have to go back into the into the annals of 100 Not Out to check it out. But thanks, Damo, for all of your support this year uh, in the lead up to Christmas. Again, we'll do a lot of this yearly loving next week on uh, 100 Not Out. But to all of our listeners and to all of our um, community members of 100 Not Out and to everyone that supports this message, may you have the most incredible Christmas. And it's going to be different. Like you said, Damo, it's been, uh, it's going to be weird because was it last year that was a lot of people were locked down for Christmas? I can't yeah, remember. I think the Northern Beaches, Northern Beaches got locked down really quickly. So, um, yeah, they got locked down for two weeks at Christmas time, I think it was. Like, yeah. Because they had a, someone sneezed. <laughs> so just sure, ho- we're gonna go all that. I know. I just hope that everyone, yeah, has a fabulous Christmas and and Damo, lots of love to you and Amber and Jacko, and I'm sure all of our listeners uh, send you all of their love as well. And I know in Melbourne, it's been a it's been a a, a tough year is an understatement, but I just hope that you get to. Yeah, like you said, just let it all out over the Christmas period and enjoy so much quality time with your family and friends and play a lot of golf. I am. I yeah. am. And But it does seem like a distant memory. It is amazing how quickly those bad times fade. And um, But it only fades when you're having a good time. So yeah. I encourage everyone to have a great time. Yeah. So thank you, PZ. Well done. Uh, for everyone who's looking to learn more about Damo over the Christmas period, head on over to Damien Christoph. Dot com, myself, marcuspierce.com.au and to every single one of you, thank you for your support. Have a healthy, happy, safe, fabulous, sensational, festive season and we cannot wait to see you on the next episode of 100 Not Out. Until then, continue to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Bye for now. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.
Possible Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners. These podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.